focusing on an emerging generation of kings. Matthew chapter 2 and from verse 1. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem saying, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east. And I've come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. So they said to him in Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophets. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you, you remember Genesis 49, out of you shall come a ruler. But this ruler is going to be a shepherd. It's not going to be a dictator. It's not going to be manipulative. It's not going to be uh, combative in terms of destroying people. He's going to be a shepherd. He will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search carefully for the young child. And when you have found him, bring back word to me that I may come and worship him also. Somebody say, Lord, you're all. When they heard the king, they departed and behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, so see, there is something about the star. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. And when they had come into the house, when they saw the young child with, the Mary, with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him, and when they opened their treasures, what happened? They presented him what? Gifts of gold, of frankincense and myrrh. Of gold. That frankincense, I need to clarify, that's not the incense of Frank Edwards. It's not his perfume, even though he also offers frankincense. Because he's a Frank worshiper. And incense is like worshiping the spirit. Hello, Frank. Love you. <laughs> and myrrh. So they brought to a baby. Watch this. They brought to a baby. Jesus. Gold. Myrrh. And let's demonstrate. Shout gold. You guys say myrrh like gold. Is this how you want to be caught on camera for the world to see? I love it. They brought gold, frankincense, and myrrh to a baby. We know the baby was Jesus. 
they didn't know who Jesus was because these were people from the east. They just knew him to be a king because of his star. So they discovered Jesus because of his star. I told you a couple of weeks ago when I spoke about Abraham and how God said to Abraham, lift up your eyes and see the stars, so shall your descendants be. And I said that the devil understands star power, celebrity power. Are you following this? He understands star power because the angels are also called stars. Why? Stars are used to endorse movements. Is that so? Celebrities are used to endorse movements, endorse products, endorse perfume, food. Has anybody here ever bought something because a celebrity put it on, posted about it? It's called influencer partnerships or influencer deals because of stars. Use your mind. Is somebody here this morning? So because the enemy understands the power of stars, he raises stars to lead people astray. Because stars lead people. So when God wants to lead people to Jesus, he raises stars. Only one person got it. Those of you who don't want to be a star that will lead people to Jesus, don't say anything. But if you know there is star power in your spirit, there is star power in your life, there is star power that God is going to place on you, that you're going to be a kingdom influence or a kingdom celebrity, that by people seeing you and how you are moving towards Jesus, they will be led from the east, they will be led from Japan and Korea. Shout, I am a star for Jesus. Some of you are saying it because pastor says you say it, not because you really believe it. If you really believe it, that like the star led the wise men who had never written the Torah. They had never written the scrolls. They had never read rather the Torah or read the scrolls. They didn't know Isaiah the prophet. They were just coming from the east. They were not even Jews. Is somebody following me here? They came because of a star that led people or led them to Jesus. If you know that God is raising you as a star in the sky to lead people in oil and gas, to lead people in fashion, in entertainment, to lead people in media, in photography, to lead people in cryptocurrency and NFT, to lead people. If you know that God is raising you as a star, please come and look at another person with glint in their eyes. Don't look at that person's looking dull and cool and all of that. Look for somebody with fire in their eyes and tell them I'm a star for Jesus. I am a star for Jesus. I am not afraid to shine. Oh, stand up right now if you're a man and say you can call me Shine Shine Bubble. If you're a girl, say you can call me Shine Shine Baby. The star. Give me the star. Give me the star. There appeared a star. Some people will not come to Jesus until they see your star. I am shy gang in the mud. When they saw when they saw the star 
they rejoice greatly. Does this make sense now where Matthew chapter 5 verse 14, let your light so what do stars do? Look at what your neighbor said, that's what stars do. Is there anybody who wants to shine a little bit? Do you want to walk with a little bit of swagger right about now? And tell somebody that's how stars do. Anybody right now? Some of you are so used to being ignored. But can I prophesy over somebody you will not be ignored any longer? But the beautiful thing about the star is that they followed the star and it led them to Jesus. Any star that does not lead people to Jesus is wasting star power. If you're a star, if you're a celebrity, let me speak to people on the online world. If you're a celebrity, you have influence, you have capacity and all, and you're leading people to your bum bum. Somebody shout waste. Shout waste. If you're leading people to your chest, somebody shout waste. You're leading people just to your bank account. Somebody shout waste. Shout true stars. Lead people to Jesus. Why will you as a star be ashamed of the one by whom you were made? Because even this physical star was made by Jesus. For God made all things by the word of his power. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. And by the word were all things made and nothing was made that was made without him. So every star, every celebrity, your gift came from God. Oh, have I got a witness? If you're a face model and your face is so fine that even angels pay close attention to you. Like you're distractingly beautiful. <laughs> it's honestly, ah. Is there anybody, you've, you've not been distracted by some of this beauty before. Even as a lady, look at another lady like, ah. What, what's really going on here? Who made that face? Shout, who made that face? Jesus. Oh, you have that kind of covalinear body that everybody's always talking about. Like any cloth you enter just fits you. Who made that body? Some of you are saying as if, you are not, as if it's Jesus. Shout aloud. Shout louder. By the way, it is not by body. Because if it's by body, Jesus won't have left. You, you, you have to prioritize what's real. Or what's important. Even if his name is not Pharrell, prioritize what's for real. Because God's will, I am. But see, practice was real. If somebody is leaving someone that many people are dying to be like. The follow the star. 
let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your so this star was not just drawing attention to itself the star was leading people to to Jesus and so I want to share with you today something I've called better than gold and today I'm going to be sharing with you seven points three points in the first service and four points in the second service seven things that are better than gold but I want to start with this God is not against you shining God is not against you shining. God is not against you being popular, being famous, being rich, being wealthy. God has no qualms. God can handle your richness. God can handle your fame. God can handle your celebrity. The question is, can you handle it? It's not, they are not even ready. Is am I even ready? Because God is going to test you with gold. And so I want to share with you things that are better than gold. So you elevate your consciousness, your thoughts, your aspirations, your goals, your drive, your heart, your thinking. Above those mundane things. So understand this. If God is going to give you gold, it's because he wants to shine brighter for Jesus. If God is going to give you a bigger platform, it's because he wants you to have a bigger space to shine for Jesus. If God is going to give you more employees, it's because he wants you to disciple them and not just enrich them through finances and economic empowerment. If you're going to get married to the husband of his dreams, it is because he wants to raise more disciples through childbearing or through your partnership in some kind of ministry by ministry. When we use ministry in this house, we're not saying everybody's going to start a church or a movement or a commission. We're talking about your unique assignment in the body of Christ, which oftentimes will have the bulk of its expression in your local church. But for some people, it's going to have other expressions beyond your local church. So anything that God is going to give to you, he wants you to shine for Jesus. Why? There are wise men in the east. And when we talk about those wise men, these are people who understand astrology and astronomy. People who understand the modern sciences or the technology of spirits of their day. Contemporary intelligence outside of God. So these wise men, we're not talking about Solomon's great-grandchildren. Right? The people who were wise in astrology and manipulating the elements and stuff like that. So when they saw that star, they knew that it was reflective of a significant person. So there are people, wise men in the world. They are wise in oil and gas. They are wise in social architecture. They are wise in politics and government. But they are not wise unto salvation because there's wisdom that is not unto salvation. That's why Paul says, you have known the holy scriptures that are able to make you wise unto what? salvation so there's something as earthly wisdom demonic wisdom fallen wisdom is a level of wisdom but it does not always lead on to salvation salvation is in jesus christ so no matter how wise somebody is the person needs a christian a christian a christ carrier a kingdom influencer to move them from that level of wisdom to the place where christ is are you here now, however, for you to do that, you must be a star that shines bright enough to command their attention. Are you seeing that? So your intelligence has a purpose. Your beauty has a purpose. Your charisma has a purpose. Your mind, Tolu, has a purpose. 
Your gentleness already has a purpose. It's already really gentle. It's just gentle in kings. Gentle, gentle man. Has a purpose. So have that at the back of your mind. Now let's go to Revelation real quick. I believe it's chapter 4 and verse 11. It says, For thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. You have created all things. So the, the beard, Jerry's beard, God created. The covenant's eyes, God created. it. Uh, Bukala's voice, God created. It. Cooper's consistency, God created. Why did he create it? For his pleasure. So your pleasure is a byproduct of that. The real purpose for your gift is God's pleasure. So when you use your gifts, your abilities, your talents optimally, God is pleased. Are you here, somebody? That's key. So, let's talk about gold. God wants you to shine. He wants to give you gold so you can shine. He wants to give you gold so you can shine. And that you can also use that gold to minister to Jesus. We're talking about better than gold. When those wise men from the east saw the star, they knew that this star was leading to somebody great. But we're not going to that somebody great to go and get and collect and exploit and extort. So get this right as well. For many believers, they just see if I can come into somebody's circle, I'm going there as a taker. If I can just meet Dangote, I will make my request before him. It is wisdom that when you see a star or a prominent person, or a person of power, your first contact has nothing to do with you taking from them. It has to do with you giving to them. Are you following? Jesus did not need their gold. He made all the gold that there was in the world. So the principle is not you are giving to a star or a celebrity because he lacks. The principle is you honor them enough to take something you consider valuable and place in their lives. Shout it louder. So they look at Jesus. They look at their gold. And they give their gold to Jesus. Somebody say better than gold. Now whatever you are able to exchange for something you have. Is an indication of your value system. What it means is if you take 20,000 naira. And you buy a meal. Sounds like what kind of meal is that? There are meals like, there are meals of 50k, 100k. Some of you have not eaten it before. Sounds like, may I never eat such meal? I break that curse over your life in the name of Jesus. When I say over your life, I mean that kind of thinking. Giving us all good things freely to enjoy. Sounds like, how will I eat a meal like that? Must you be the one paying for it? Have you seen Solomon's daily provision? How many rams were killed every day? Let me tell you, when you see the wedding supper of the lamb, there will be food. I hope you know there will be physical food. People don't know. Jesus said it. He said, I will no longer taste this grape until I drink it with you in the kingdom of God. You think was, like, was it spiritual wine he was drinking? He was drinking physical wine. He said, this is the fruit of the vine. I will not eat it again. Drink it again. Until I do so with you. Oh, you're not hearing this. 
You are surprised. There will be food. Let me show you another proof. Jesus resurrected. When he appeared to them, John 21, by the, by the lake, what's the first thing he said? Children, have you any? Any bread? Uh, do you think it's easy to die for three days? You have to eat now. <laughs> <laughs> the stomach is empty. <laughs> it's a lamb now. But just get the point. After the resurrection, Jesus still ate. Oh yeah, it's bread and fish. So there will be food after now. People are like, eh, who will be cooking it? A guy relax. <laughs> so I don't want to be cooking again. I thought my cooking would end with this. That's why people like dummy praise. By the way, I hope you know that you're not going to lose your gifts after your body is glorified. Because wow. your gifts and callings are without. As a matter of fact, I believe if you use your gifts well in this age, in the glorified body, you will get more gifts. So like me now, with the small voice I have that I'm singing, my voice in the new age. They said this guy, his voice was not even the greatest, but I released like 10 albums. Put some Ororo in his voice. You just see me singing. I think it's Bukalai Dewu singing in New Jerusalem. It's a PM. So, well, he that is faithful in little things. So have that. For thou, for thou hast created, this after just resurrected, John 21, verse 5. All things for your pleasure. So whatever you exchange is so if I come here. And I give this to Jerry. And I collect Jerry's keyboard. What I'm saying to Jerry is that this keyboard is more valuable than. Because the principle of commerce is that we exchange lower value for greater value. Whenever you buy anything, what you're saying is that what you are buying for is more valuable to you right now in this season than the money. Are you following that? This is important. It's important. Everything about your finances revolves around value. Everything. Whether you are aware of it or not. The job you settle for is a reflection of the value you place on your skills in this season. But we'll talk about that in greater detail in about two or three weeks. We'll talk about value and products and services and solutions and all of that. Because it's not, it's not such a mystery like that. The mystery is what I'm about to unlock to you now. About what is better than gold. So when they came to Jesus and they gave the gold and the myrrh and the frankincense. What they were saying is that Jesus you mean more to us than this gold. You mean more to us than this frankincense. You mean more to us than this myrrh. Are you here? So we are willing to let go of it. In honor of you. Now whatever you can let go of for God. You are saying God this thing is more valuable to me now than you. If you can't say amen say ouch. Look at your neighbors. Say don't forget second camera, second camera, second camera. Look at anybody say they will see you in camera. They will see. You in camera. 
And the way this bright is focusing on certain people. Anyway, there is no bright friend now. Media Apple's friend now. They'll, sh- <laughs> they'll be showing you. When you do like you. <laughs> so you do like. Where's my phone? <laughs> Jerry said I thought he thought I had given him. One day. All right. But you have a phone, right? You have a phone. <laughs> if you didn't have a phone now, just maybe two or three of us will buy you one Oppo phone. <laughs> For now, at least better. <laughs> Is somebody understanding this? So the wise men know that Jesus is better than gold. It is wisdom to know Jesus is better than gold. Whatever I can exchange for another, I have esteemed in value higher than that thing. Whatever I can give up, that's why Jesus said, if you're going to follow me, you have to deny yourself and carry your cross. You have to believe that I am of greater value to you than your life is to you. That's what Jesus is saying. So you turn your back on something of lesser value and you follow me because I offer greater value. And this has, it has correlations and implications on all things in your life. So let's look at Job very quickly. Job, where do we go in Job? Twenty-two and verse twenty-three. Job twenty-two, verse twenty-three. I'll start reading. They'll catch up with me. If you return to the Almighty, you will be built up. You will remove iniquity far from your tents. Yes, the Almighty will be your. Shout louder. And your precious silver. For then you will delight in the Almighty and lift up your face to God. You will make your prayer to Him. He will hear you. When you see that God is better than gold, then you will delight in him. The way fallen people, the way uh, canal people, the way unbelievers, they will pride themselves in gold. Have you seen the hobbits? You know one of those kings that was so mad, madly in love with gold and the gold was literally making him mad because there was a dragon, I think there was a dragon or something, this little dragon and then all the gold coins poured and there was so much gold all around the world. He said, if you are that crazy about God, uh-huh. now the way greedy people are crazy about gold if you are that crazy about God, you make your prayer to me, will hear you, and you will pay your vows, keep going. Verse 28, you also will do what? Have you heard the scripture quoted before? It's not for everybody. It's for people who know the things are better than gold. He said, you will operate in a place of congruence. Where self-centeredness does not dictate your utterance. So whatever you say will be like pure gold from the heart of God. And therefore when you say it, because self is not tainting it, it must happen. 
will declare a thing and it shall be established for you. So light will shine on your ways because you are a star that will lead people to Jesus. When you understand what's better than gold, you understand that every light in your life still ends up with Jesus. It leads people to Jesus. Let me ask you, do you think God will hold back any platform from you? If he knows, you will not be ashamed of him on that platform. Light will shine on your ways, verse 29. When they say, when they cast you down and you say exaltation will come, then he will save the humble person. Keep going. He will deliver, he will even deliver one who is not innocent. Yes, he will be delivered by the purity of your hands. What is saying is going to give you jurisdictional power and authority to the degree that when people say, oh, that guy is not innocent, God will say, because of Jerry, let him go. <laughs> Somebody shout power. Somebody shout power. By the purity of your hands. Because you don't, you're not tainted. You're not being greedy. You're not being manipulative. When you read it in the Amplified Bible version translation, if you return to the Almighty and submit and humble yourself before Him, you will be built up and restored. If you remove unrighteousness from far from your tents and place your gold in the dust. Excuse me. And the gold of offer among the stones of the brooks, considering it of what? Now the gold of offer was about the purest gold in the civilization where, where Job lived. So he's saying, if you will look at gold and say it's a small thing which is one of my major assignments in this series. If we will look at billions, and even though you've never handled it in your mind, it's already small to you. Who am I talking to this morning? If you will shrink it in size and not idolize it, if you will not worship it, if you will not kill humans that are more precious than the whole world to get it, if you will not backstab to look for it, if you will not give false prophecy, God said, God told me, told you to give me a seed to get it. If you will not sleep with men, women, dogs, cats to get it. If you will not esteem it as something to be worshipped, but you will take the gold from a high place like the wise man and come to a little baby, Jesus, and worship Jesus with your gold. God is saying, I'm going to elevate to a level of power and capacity. I don't know who this message is for, but some of you don't look like you're excited about it. Sounds like we are. I can see. He said, if you count it as something of little value, if you will lay gold in the dust, considering it of little worth, like the wise men, guess what's going to happen then? Tell me, what's going to happen? Make the almighty, your precious, your gold. That means you get to a point where God, you are my gold. Somebody say, God, you are my gold. Now shall this gold is not my God. God is my gold. 
shout it again. Gold is not my God. God is my gold. Now, I mean, if you ran in secondary school or primary school, anybody ran or you did sports something? Nobody did sports. You need to do sports. It teach about your faith, right? If you can study athletics, you'll most likely become better in anything you do because the disciplines required for excellence in sports are transferable skills, right? Life is like a sport, even though you shouldn't sport with it. Okay. When you do athletics or sports, there are three prizes, right? What? Gold, silver, and frankincense. Gold, silver, and bronze. What's everybody running to get? What is the gold of this generation? What's the gold of this generation? No, what's the gold? What's everybody trying to get in this generation? So money is the gold of this generation. Now, for those who are savvy or those who study economics, you know that there was a time gold was the standard of exchange across the world. A lot of commerce was transacted in gold and silver. Right? Gold and silver. A lot of transactions. And so there was even a time money was backed by gold. Which means that the amount of currency in circulation was directly proportional to the amount of fiscal gold that the government had control of. So trade was done in gold and wealth was backed by gold. Now, when the Bible says, if you make the almighty your gold, it's saying if you make God the basis for your transactions. Oh, the first clap of the morning. This may seem basic, but this is the secret to kingdom wealth. You can be wealthy in many other ways. So if it's wealth you're looking for, uh, Okijashai. Sigbere, Sigbere. Yawuzi. There are many ways to be wealthy, right? But what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? So he's saying, if you will make the almighty, replace gold with business for transaction. Go. In other words, what determines what I buy is not the money I have. It's what God is saying. What determines what I give is not how much I've saved. It's what God is saying. If you will make God your gold. Let's use another one. Gold is what everybody is running after. How many of you bought gold only for you to discover it was Panda? Selling gold, selling gold, selling gold. Two carats gold. Some of you thought you were buying 18 carats gold, but it was 18 cannot gold. So let's change it to, if you make the almighty, what you are running after? And make the almighty, shout it louder, Israel, I can't hear you. And the Lord, your, then things will start happening. Let me just say this now. If you allow Jesus to be born in the manger of your life, when I say Jesus, I mean give him a form in the manger of your life. 
and you will shine brightly by letting men see your good works. The wise men from the east will bring gold into your space. So I want to share with you some things that are better than gold. The very first thing that is better than gold. So what does it mean to run after God? That's what I want to show. What I want to show you now. We know God is better than gold. God is your gold. How do you externalize that? Number one, the word of God. It will work. When I speak in tongues, it will work. Number one thing better than gold, the word of God. The word of God. Psalm 119 verse 7 to 2. Psalm 119 verse 7 to 2. If I can, I can I have it. Psalm 119 7 to 2. Can, can we? No, no, give me, give, give it to me. Give me that scripture. In that version. All right. Read it loud and clear, everybody. Oh, no, y'all didn't read that like you really believe it. Now, was David rich or not? Shout it, guys. How rich? Somebody Google it. Just find out what is the modern equivalent of how much David gave towards the temple of Solomon. So this was not, you know, there's a way somebody can be broke and the person sounds like, ah, God, your word to me is better than thousands of silver and gold. It's because you don't have money. You know that you know that that thing can happen. But somebody can be humble because they have no choice than to be humble. Life has humbled them. Roughly 20 billion dollars was what David gave to Solomon. You guys ought to react more than that, y'all. Who who's excited about the ability of Jaira to raise a shepherd boy? Because you have to put it in context. Who's excited about the ability of Jaira to raise a shepherd boy out of the woodwork who just decided that I will let my light so shine? Oh, who, who am I? Maybe I should pray to only Rosemond this morning because some of you don't look like you're excited about this message. Rosemond, David was just allowing his gifts to shine. Like that star that led people to Jesus. And in the greatest battle of his life, he was not ashamed to say, you come against me with stones or with swords and spears, but I come against you in the name of the Lord. Even in the field of battle, before the victory, he was letting people know that as I'm killing Goliath, the glory is to the name of the Lord and his name is Yoshua, his name is Jesus. This is the story of David's life. Please listen. If you have a pastor, you have a pastor in me. You have a pastor. Don't wait for me to tell you this is the secret. If you read my caption or my book or my song, you will hear some recurrent things. That's the secret. So when David writes, writes Psalm 119, which is the longest Psalm, his secrets are here. So the $20 billion, he never ran after money. David never Never. You will not see it in any scripture where it was like, ah, as the deer pass water, I'm thirsting for gold. 
oh, I am David and I have an ambition to be the richest person. See, a believer has no business being having an ambition to be the richest person in the world. It's, it's vanity. The ambition of the believer is Christ must be institutionalized amongst orphans. By the grace of God, I want to lift 10,000 people. Sponsor, it has to be outward for it to be a kingdom goal. Are you following this now? So at the end of his life, when other people were waiting for pension to stay alive, you all not hear what I'm saying right now. David said, I'm giving 20 billion. And you see the selflessness because God was his gold. The temple was not his gold. Because some people only give to things that they can control. David knew he was never going to worship one day inside that temple. If everything you give to is something that directly benefits you, you are not yet there. Let's read it again. I checked the price of gold this morning. By the way, you should check the price of certain commodities weekly or fortnightly or something. That means you are serious about what's happening in the world. Not just the price of Momo. The only thing you know is the price of Momo. Ah, Momo, Momo, ah, Momo. What did it? 256 Naira, 26 Kobo. Ah, Nigeria don't spoil. Ordinary Momo wants to put me to shame. I remember one Momo used to be 2 Naira, 30 Kobo. You, you know the price of Momo. You don't know the price of gold. Ask your neighbor, are you ready? You say wealth and riches are in my house, yet your house is full of gari and beans. Help me look for two or three people this morning. Say, I hope you are hearing what pastor is not saying. Damn me, look at what the word says. He said, the law from your mouth. Another one says, the word from your mouth is better too. So every other person can be running after silver and gold. I'm running after your word. I read your word before I start my business in the course of the day. Because the most profitable table is the table that God sets. And that's the table of fellowship, the table of communion, the table of exchange, the table of intimacy, the table where your heart is open and God can tell you, don't call that client, he's a time waster. So I checked the price of gold this morning and one kilogram of gold is about 26 million naira today. 26 million naira. Now when it says thousands of gold and silver pieces, it's talking about billions of dollars or billions of naira. Actually billions of dollars. David is saying, if they say this is 10 billion and this is a word from God, me, I'm going for the word from God. If we're going to enter into the fullness of God, this has to be more than a deep message or a disruptive one. It has to become an exploration. God, I will try this out from this week. Jesus knew what he was saying when he says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. And after his righteousness, says all these things shall be added. Are you here somebody? 
The law from your mouth is better to me than thousands of pieces of silver and gold. So, of course, information is powerful, is important. Going online and browsing and prospecting and introspecting, spending hours and hours. But you see, many of us have spent hours trying to understand Forex and we've still lost money. But when you spend hours learning from God, you will not lose God. And what you lost in Forex, God can restore to you. And for that's a word for somebody. For some of you who've had some bad investments, some bad moves. Your money went down the drain and was laughing at you. God is going to restore to you as you begin to follow this teaching. God will restore to you. Good measure, press down, shaking together and running over. If it's not you, say nothing, do nothing and be. But if it's you, raise your right hand and shout, I receive my restoration in the name of Jesus. I receive my restoration. I said God's word is better to me than gold. When everybody's running wild after gold and after this one and after that one, I'm going after the word. Look at Psalms 12, Psalm 12 from verse 5. For the oppression of the poor, for the sign of the needy. Now I will arise, says the Lord. I will set him in the safety for which he yearns. Verse 6. The words of the Lord are pure words, like silver tried in the furnace of earth. How? Purified how? Seven times. Seven times. Somebody shout, I prioritize the word of God. Shout aloud. Now say with men, visualize it as you say it. Psalm 19 verse 10. So, this affects many things. If there is a gathering where the word has been preached and there's a business pitch, which one will you go for? Which one will you go for? I've told you before how I have opportunities on Sunday mornings that will bring gold. But I say no. Because I have a primary assignment. Never make your secondary assignment your primary pursuit. Psalm 19 from verse 7. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. Somebody say, David, derive. The commandment of the Lord is pure. Are you seeing that? The thing about the word of God is that it's pure. It's pure. Business is not always pure. Clients are not always pure. Commerce is not always pure. The nation is not always pure. But the word of God is pure. So when you prioritize the purity of the word of God, it purifies your ability to detect impurities. So when somebody wants to cheat you or manipulate you or assault you or abuse you or demean you, the word of God begins to position you in a place where you are already ahead of the game. The fear of the Lord is clean and during forever. The judges of the Lord, judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. Verse 10, let's read it. More to be desired are they than gold. Yea, than much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey. Someone say, it is sweet, my belly. It is sweet, my belly. It's your love. 
You see, some people did not sing it, and they are saying God's word is more valuable than. Number two, does that make sense to somebody? Number two, what is better than gold? Wisdom is better than gold. So what's the difference between the word of God and wisdom? Now, the, the word of God is the wisdom of God. In its spiritual essence, it is the wisdom of God unto salvation, which means everything about redemption and his work and his kingdom are manifestly expressed in his word. However, the word of God also goes beyond just dealing with technical theological issues like redemption and salvation and hell and all of that. But it also sponsors God's wisdom. It is the trigger, the sponsor of God's wisdom for life, for marriage, for your business, for growth, for leadership. So, for example, there are many things that are not inside the Bible. One of them is what should the order of a service be? It's not in the Bible. We know that a service, a garden of believers should have prayer. It should have worship, singing, and it should have the word. But we're not told, do opening prayer. Do you, have you seen opening prayer in the Bible? And the apostles gathered, and Apostle James came and did opening prayer. And Brother Philip said, your prayer is not hot enough. Raw a little bit. You're going to see that. You're not going to see that. So how did we evolve this over years and years and years? And has it produced fruit? The wisdom of God concerning that area. Are you following this? You're not going to find when Peter got married. or oh, Peter got married before he became a disciple. When Timothy got married, you're not going to see an apostle Paul wore a black shirt and white collar. And said to Timothy, who art thou wife? And Timothy said, and then I was supposed to come for private counseling with myself and my wife. Oh, people are not sure I have a wife. <laughs> are you following what I'm saying? So there are things that are not explicitly in the Bible, but God has a mind on those things. Now, God's mind on those things is what you call the wisdom of God. The Spirit knows the mind of Christ. So the spirit sponsors the intelligence of God to the believer and in the believer. Now that wisdom, the wisdom of God, it is better than gold. So Proverbs chapter 3 from verse, uh, man, Proverbs 3. It's loaded, man. Can you give it from, help me Lord. Uh, Let's take it from verse 13 anyway. Verse 13. Happy is the man or woman, man generic there, who finds wisdom. Don't forget that in Psalm 19 it says the word of the Lord makes one wise. So before you believe anything that is written by any secular teacher who might have some wisdom in some areas. You know there are some intelligent teachers that are not born again. Are you aware? And sometimes they have the wisdom of God. But sometimes they have the wisdom of the devil. I don't want to mention names. But there are a lot of people in the personal development space. Globally. I don't want to mention names. Some of the things they say are wise. They're like, oh, this is great. And some people have followed them into error. Because the enemy knows that leading you with somebody who is completely foolish is a futile attempt. So, it's going to ensure that there's still some measure of wisdom. So, before you start following anybody ardently, number one, check their roots. If they're not rooted in God, then you want to be doubly investigative 
of anything they say and always benchmark it against the word of God because the Bible says the wisdom of this world is devilish. It's twisted. It will bring corruption into your life. It says, for a proceed, happy is the man who finds wisdom. How do you find wisdom? You explore the word of God. You can also find wisdom through observation. The Bible says, I am wisdom. I cry in the streets. Through So wisdom also can be imparted through observation. What's going on around? You can observe and see patterns. You can see trends and draw the mind of God concerning certain things. But the benchmark is the word of God. So if you don't read your Bible, you are not interacting with God's documented wisdom. Look at your neighbor. Say, you ought to study the word. Happy is the man who does what? Who does what? That means that there are levels of wisdom you will never see. You have to go and find it. Let's look at it. New Testament. We'll still continue from Proverbs 3.13. But go to Colossians 2 verse 3. Colossians 2.3. Thank you. In whom, he's talking about Jesus... Are what? Are what? Hidden. All. So wisdom for gold is in Jesus. Wisdom for marriage inside Jesus. Wisdom for leadership inside Jesus. Someone said there was no leadership seminar in the Bible. There are many things that are not expressed in the Bible for different things. The church in the beginning was in the baby phase. Now, I'm not going to go and talk to Carmine or Ronell about investing in stocks. I mean, I've just speaking to you about real estate and all of that. But I'm not going to use technical terms. I'm not going to talk about trading hours, window, peep, candlestick, gorilla art. Are you following that? Now, some adults here don't even know what that is. So why will I go and belabor a five-year-old with that. Are you, are you getting what I'm saying? So there are many things that were not addressed in the infantile aspects of the church because the church had not grown in sophistication and capacity. It does not mean God does not have a mind on those things. But they are in Christ. So for example, there is no place in the Bible that teaches us how to help a gay believer. Are you following? Are you trying to suggest to me that there's nobody who has come to kings who has gay tendencies or has even followed through on it? Are you following that? Or that all those people that call me online pastor, that some of them are not... Where is that addressed in the epistles of Paul? Does God... Did God not have a mind on it? So we now have to search... Through explorative meditation, how do we help a believer who's had a gay lifestyle, has accepted Jesus, but he's still struggling with the tendencies? He knows there's something wrong. Culture is saying, no, you were born like that, but he knows there's something wrong. But culture is saying, we accept you as you are, but he knows there's something wrong. So there's got to be the wisdom of God. Somebody shout, is better than gold. Where is it? Hidden. So just like, now if you have gold in the place, does it just fall on you? Does wind just blow it into your bag? 
Maybe you just hear the kind of sound that Babs was making last night. Oh, boy! Here comes the gold. Here comes the gold. It's coming. It's coming. How do you find gold? Prospecting. How do you find gold? Exploration. How do you find gold? You invest in the infrastructure to excavate it. So the person who will mine the wisdom of God must build systems of exploration in God. I didn't ask you to clap, but if you want to clap, can you do it with some passion? Hidden all the treasures of wisdom. So there is nothing in your life that God has no answer to. But can you explore? <laughs> Let's go back. Proverbs 3 verse 14. It says in 13, happy is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding. So understanding is a gain. Have you been to those places, uh, to the market, and you're haggling, haggling? You want to buy the stuff, or maybe uh, the guy says the stuff is 10,000 naira. So, oh, God, I beg, we can move it soon. 7,000 I get. So then, person says, ah, okay, make you pay 9,000. Pay 9,000. And they won't get gain. What is my gain? Right? What's gain is profit. The Bible is saying understanding is profit. When you have understanding, you are already in profit. When you lack understanding, even though you might be financially profitable, you might lose it because you lack understanding. This is the reason some people have made profits in business, but they squandered it within two weeks. Because they understood how to make money, but not how to multiply it. He said, the one who gains understand. This is the reason. Verse 14. For her proceeds are better. Some say better. Than the profits of silver. And her gain. Than fine gold. This is the case for mentorship or internship. But they are not paying paying me anything. Are you understanding things better in that space? If they are not paying you in money, they are paying you in wisdom. We are not told that Saul ever paid, paid David to be playing the harp. He might have been, by the way, all the people that have worked for me in Kings, go and ask them, I pay them. Or, uh, I'm saying my personal business. <laughs> right. So, eh, hmm. Wow. Look at how you're surviving. Yeah, ask her. <laughs> right. For proceeds are better than the profits of silver and her gain. Look at your neighbor. Say, where is your gain? Where is your gain? Verse 15. She is more precious than rubies and all the things that you desire cannot be compared to her. Now, let's shout some of the things you desire. Just shout it. Whatever you desire. Just, you, your desire. Don't. Scholarship. Billions. Fresh skin. Husband. Men. Men are not shouting. No. Men, you don't desire anything. Guy alpha now. 
How far? What do you desire? What do you desire? What? You can't mention it. Is it babe? Rihanna. You desire Rihanna. <laughs> what do you desire? Pardon? Brabos. No desire. A million dollars? Innocent. You're not that innocent. Sorry. Innocent. Shout it. What do you desire? Pardon? A job at World Bank. What do you desire? A new passport. Camera, come and take pot, photograph. Passport. Passport. <laughs> ma'am, what do you desire, ma'am? Wisdom. Ayabaka. Let's celebrate. Say wisdom. Dollar P, what do you desire? A what? Happiness. Oops. Sorry, I'm not tripping for you. <laughs> Just tripping beside. <laughs> what do you desire? Good health. Now, see what the Bible says. Emmanuel, I hope you didn't take it in the wrong. I mean, you're like a beautiful girl, but I'm not sure. She is more precious. Nothing you desire can be compared to wisdom. Who is speaking? No, who's speaking? Solomon. Was Solomon wealthy? He's saying, born this wealth, focus on wisdom. We said David gave 20 billion dollars to the temple. Solomon's wealth made David's one looks like look like Kuli Kuli. See that? How many babes did Solomon do? Huh? Because that's, that's, that's what the fallen guys desire. This one, that one, this one, that one. But see, nothing you desire can be compared to her. Can you take a little more? Watching my time. My... Why is that so? Read the next line. Length of days. So for those who want health and long life. Length of days are in the right hand of wisdom. And in the left hand, what do you have? So you don't have to choose. Except your wisdom is one-sided. Many ministries are one-sided. Many believers are one-sided. Many families are one-sided. Mazen Bono, please come. You are long life for the purpose of this, this example. Minorch. Long life is by the right. I am wisdom. You would not celebrate me for being wisdom. If I don't come and be one-sided believer. Come. Somebody shout, I want it all. Say, I'm taking it all. Because God is my gold. And it's the one I'm running after. In the right hand of wisdom, what do you have? Length of days. So, come. If it's if like, ah, me, I don't want wealth and riches in this life. Oh, ah, I'll get distracted. That's when all the hot babes will be looking for me and all of that. 
I just want to live my life long and focus on the things of God. Heaven is our goal. <laughs> I won't say what came to my mind. Is it right for his own life? Is his choice right? Is long life the only thing available in this equation? So what happens many times, believers who live long and when they're 60, 70, 80, they have to call Dolapo or call Easy or call Busaya or Bukola or Vicky or David. You know, I've, I've served the Lord very well. Please send me a seed. And I'm not saying this to despise anybody. I'm just showing you what has happened in life. Because you say this person is godly, this person is anointed, this person is a good person. Wealth and riches don't respond to goodness. They respond to wisdom. Now, on the other side of the equation, there's the I must be rich gang. So they're embracing wisdom. Then he prays. He'll be running around making food. So I must be rich. Not, this is not your portion. This is not your portion in Jesus' name. You get it all. It's just illustrative. Amen? Just illustrative. I must be rich. So he's focused on these riches. He's born again and saved, but he's focusing on riches. But he's not embracing the wisdom of God for long life. So because he must be rich, he's not eating well, he's not drinking well, he's not sleeping well, he has never checked his BP, he's like I'm young. He doesn't know that a 30 year old in today's world is under as much pressure as a 60 year old 20, 30 years ago. Anybody that's over 25, go and check your BP. Twice a year or three times. Well, ask the Tobies and the perfectors and, and the Dr. Tobies, the nurse Toby, and there's a nurse Toby and a Dr. Toby. All right. Where's the surgeon Toby? Okay, Olua So this is this guy. And guess what? He has all the riches now, but at 45, he's feeling the sharp pain, not you. He's feeling the sharp pain in his heart. Are you following? Because he has engaged wisdom for riches, but not wisdom for who's embracing all of wisdom? All of you embrace me, embrace me, embrace me. This is the way <laughs> Why are you guys being weird? This is the somebody say grab wisdom like this. Say grab front and back of wisdom. Look at a man, say stop grabbing girls, grab wisdom. Shout it or look at a woman. Say stop grabbing boys, grab wisdom. Now this one, eh, says, stop grabbing, mm, 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 grab wisdom. Can I show you one more scripture? Now I'll close. I can't teach the third point. I'll just give it a third point. Thank you guys. Now, now, you can remain standing. Let's close together.
Proverbs 8, 10 to 12. Proverbs 8, 10 to 12. Proverbs 8, 10 to 12. Receive my instruction and not silver. And receive knowledge rather than choice gold. Why? For wisdom is better than rubies and all the things one may desire cannot be compared to it. Did we read this earlier, did we? And all things, okay, no, differently. This is a different one actually with her. I wisdom, where do I dwell? I dwell with prudence. We'll speak about management and stewardship because some of you, all the money you have, we can see it on you. No prudence. All the money you have, we've seen it on your social media. So you don't know how to be understated. You don't know how to hold back. You don't know how to not buy certain things even when you have the money for it. You don't even know how to say no because it then says, and find out knowledge and what? Discretion. There's certain amounts you don't give certain persons at certain times. Because the amount, they used to run it. Proverbs 16, verse 16. How much better to get wisdom than gold and to get understanding is to be chosen rather than silver. So when I have, when I have wisdom and I embrace the fullness of it, I have length of days, I have riches, and on top of the riches I have honor. And I know all those possibilities are in God. And the fact that a denomination or a pastor or a preacher or a family or a person or a people group you admire has gone very far by exploring just one dimension does not mean that's all there is to God. There's a reason God gave women two breasts. Some believers are only sucking one of God's breasts. Look at the neighbor say suck the two breasts of your God. This is the one that some of you are excited about. Look at your neighbor. Say, suck God's breast. And your wife's breast. And no other breast. Even if you want to keep our breast. Let's stand and glorify God for wisdom. Glorify God for wisdom. The last thing I was going to talk about. I was going to talk about how will I do everything now in the second service. Let me, let me, I'll list it for those who are not staying for second service. Let me list it. So you have wisdom. You have the word of God. You have wisdom. You have faith. You have a good name. You have your soul. You have heaven. And you have the blood of Christ. Seven things that the Bible clearly says. This is not metaphorical. It's very clear in the Bible. These things are better than gold. So it means when you have them. What you have is better than gold. The word of God. Wisdom. Faith. A good name. Your soul. Heaven. The blood of Christ. Better than wisdom. I'll teach the rest in second service. 
I think I'll continue with wisdom and then start with faith in the second service. Did anybody hear something that they believe has the power to change their lives if they engage it? Talk to God about that thing. Say to the Lord, I want to be an explorer. I want to mine your wisdom. The wise men, they came from the east. They brought their gold. They, they brought the myrrh. They brought the frankincense and they laid it down. Say, God, I want to explore the beauty of Christ. I want to explore the beauties of Christ. I want to explore the glories of Christ. I want to explore the dynamic nature, the resplendent nature of Christ. I want to enter into the fullness of it. I don't want to spend my days worrying about money, being anxious about money, being overwhelmed by lack. I want to keep mining and digging for your instruction. Instead, receive instruction and not silver. The proceeds of wisdom are better than the proceeds of silver. If there's anyone here who has not received the life of Jesus, please, wherever you are, can you place your hand on your chest? I will not ask you to come out, but I will ask a number of people to reach out to you. If you're in this room this morning, you have not received the life of Jesus. That is better than gold. For the Bible says, what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world, the entirety of the world? And guess what? This man, he loses his soul. Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your wisdom that is better than gold. Like those wise men from the east, we bring our gold, we bring our myrrh, we bring our frankincense, and we lay down your altar. Like Job, we esteem you higher than gold and better than gold. We choose to lay gold in the dust and treat it like a small thing, like a light thing. Because you are weighted to us. Somebody talk to God. Say, God, you are weighted to me. God, you are high value in my life. God, you mean more to me than gold. David said that the word of the Lord is more precious to me than a thousand pieces of gold and silver. More precious. More precious to me. More precious to me. More precious. More precious to me. Father, this is our testimony in this house. We are at different levels of this revelation. But Father, take us further. Lead us deeper. Help us to explore more and more and more. And more and more. And more and more, Lord. Until we enjoy the fullness of all that you have. In Jesus' name we prayed. Somebody give God praise for his word this morning. Glory to God. The generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this now.